Welcome to Quarter R. This is where we mend walls and create safe communities. On Quarter R, we discuss all things lifestyle, family, nation building, everyday issues, and of course, everything about you. Hello people, it's another Wednesday, and can you imagine we're in February already? When did the year get started and we are here already? We thank God for the gift of life. Everybody knows what February is synonymous with, yeah? You guessed right. February is synonymous with love. It's the color red everywhere. And this month, we'll be dedicating all the Wednesdays this week to talking about love in the different shades that we can have. And as always, with me in the studio, I have my sisters here on the Kota R, Bukola Femi Ajala. Hello. And I also have Melanie Ishola. Hi, hi. And for your listening pleasure, I have an extra guest here today. Yes, yes, we are trying to make things a bit more interesting. I have with me in the studio someone who is a realtor of experience and she's a youth coach. Her name is Iluinka Adeyemi. Please welcome Mrs. Adeyemi to the studio with us. Hello, people. Thank you for joining us today. Like I said, today we'll be focused on family love. Focused on family love because the family is where we all learn the basic tenets of love. However, we also know that sometimes in the family, loving members of your family can be a challenge. I'm sure we all have stories for days on how loving members of our family can be a challenge. Let's give a typical example here. If you're very conversant with social media, some weeks back we had the story of Donyo Kukwe's son coming out to declare that he's gay. The father had also come with a rejoinder to say he will continue to love his son nonetheless. As a parent, how do you love your child when you think that the child has drawn away from the values you hold dear? For example, you are a Christian. In fact, you could be a pastor or an imam, but your child believes, I want to be agnostic, I do not believe in God. How do you love the child? You believe that your child should grow, get married, have children, but your child says, I do not believe in marriage. I do not even want to get married. How do you love that child nonetheless? Yes, that could be very difficult, but then we need to nail it because these are conversations that we are beginning to see in families. So I'll start with my sister, Mrs. Adeyemi. In a situation like this where your child decides to go against everything you hold here, how do you love that child? Well, for me, I would say it's difficult at first, but you would have to just love the child. It's your child. Love is meant to be unconditional. Love is meant to be patient and gentle. Well, like the good books are always telling us is that we should bring all our requests to God. That is what I know how to do anyway. So that was my first point of call. For instance, I know every family has at least has experienced a child that is not doing well in school. And yet, parents still find a way around to stay with that child and not other. So I think the same thing applies in whatever it is. Though some issues are tougher, but prayerfully guiding and all that counseling, I believe that you'll be able to get out of it. I believe counseling is important. But you have counseled the child. But the child remains. And you also, we also need to remember here that more often than not, these children are fully formed adults by the time we are having these difficult conversations. If they are not no longer two-year-olds or three-year-olds. 18, 19, 20. In some instances, they do not even live in your house anymore. How do you love your child irrespective? Mrs. Ajala? Yes, what I will say is this one unconditional love 
has to play a big part. Yes, it does. Mm. But you see, you know, there are different types of love. We have the romantic love, the family mm. love, the brotherly love, and then of course, God's divine love. So we're talking about the family love, which is unconditional. Particularly when we're talking about parents and, and children, you mm. give back to them. So God has designed that love. You cannot even, even if you say you disown, the truth about it is that in your heart of heart, mm -hmm. you still love so you still do you still do everything you need to do to support them through mind you some of them are actually going through some crisis in their life mm -hmm. that shows up in these kinds of behavior so one you have i've mentioned one so two you have a hold on your emotions have a control on your emotions mm -hmm. and have a healthy part. conversation with them mm -hmm. get to know why they took that decision and then, of course, now request, if they need your support, re request from them what kind of support they want from you. Some of them will say, I want you to help me out. And some will say, I just want you to stick around me and just accept the way I am. Fine. If that is what they want, okay, accept them the way they are. But as a mother, Adiyami has said, you have to pray. And then you just have to love them, be there for them, support them emotionally, spiritually, you know. Just, and if they need counseling, just, just be there for them. Let mm. them know that you love them. Mm. Okay. Thank you very much. I mean, the, the angle of counseling there, and I'm looking at, okay, do we, do we even quite um, talk about counseling within families a lot in Africa? Like, let's even now break it down. You know, several times they're like, oh, go and talk to our pastor. Mm -hmm. uh, go and talk to imam. I'll mm -hmm. take you to, I mean, as a child, you know, we had some of that. And then mm -hmm. there's like a good, a, a great figure in, in the Muslim community. And, you know, sometimes my mom will be like, Aisha, you know, you know, for those who don't understand you about Aisha, please come and talk to your, mm -hmm. you know, girl, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. And this plays out a lot. And we quite need to get the fact that, um, counseling therapy these are part of life and indeed they're not something you can just wish away or just you know somebody else or anybody Absolutely. can do it but i have a very um i don't know if funny or different scenario where um i'd like for us to pick something out of it the case where oh okay you've spoken to me you've been emotionally intelligent enough not to react in anger and then call the child and then the child is saying okay these are the things that led there Indeed, it's impossible that the child even doesn't know how he or she, you know, got there. Mm -hmm. And so there's been a lot of arguments lately of, oh, it's science, you know, it's just the way they are. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're not looking at the sexual orientation, all right? And these are deep conversations we just have to open up to have. So in my own case, for example, I was raised in a Muslim home by Muslim parents. And at some point in my teen years, I got born again. And so um, the argument at that point would be that I gained admission into the university and I got born again, but it wasn't. I only just gained admission and gained expressions for my faith. Mm. When my mom would find out, my father just did like he didn't hear anyway. I mean, he was trying to just pretend like, no, this can't be true. He was putting pressure on your mom, you, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe I think something behind the scene. And so eventually my mother would not talk to me after she had asked me, you know, and she wouldn't talk to me for months. One day in school, I just got home and greeted her. She was just there and wasn't talking to me. After a while, she just said, you know, I decided to forgive you. You know, that was a defining moment for our relationship. For a relationship that had almost, you know, gone south, mm -hmm. where 
And it would just, if I needed anything, I would rather even call my father from school because I knew we weren't talking. She wasn't calling me to say, how are you doing? Are you all right? For a child who had just got into school. Hmm. But she forgave. And for me, indeed, I think forgiveness could be a great way a place to start not even wishing for the child to change mm, but mm, truly indeed yeah. acknowledging that you're hurt because i saw clearly that day that whatever decision that was as much as it wasn't evil she was hurt and i knelt to apologize to say oh i'm so sorry mom you know and you know which is part of what i said gaining your emotions mm. you've, 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 you've got to take back that emotion yeah. you know so it was when she got the emotions that she was able to say you know what let me just forgive. I think she had to go through a process. Oh of, yes, of of turning the thoughts over, turning and over the whole in her thing mind around, and then she now what's the best way I can love let this child? Let me forgive her. And just as uh, Melanie was talking, just occurred to me that love is a decision. Absolutely. And um, just like we in, in marriages, even when you know our spouses upset us and everything, we're able to pre-forgive, as in mm. we forgive before they even do whatever they have done. Mm. So I think that that applies to even our children, applies to everything, so that it will help us to heal before the event happens. We've already accepted them, you okay. know. So I think that that's another way. Else. True, true. Makes a lot of sense. Before we move on to the flip side of this topic, I'd like to remind us as parents that primarily we must ensure that we build safe communities for our children, irrespective of how we perceive them to be at different times. Talking about family love, so let's flip it around. So in this case, parents have offended their children. Parents have hurt their children. Even though it was supposed to be an act of love, but down the line, the children come to realize that they don't feel comfortable with their, what their parents have done. What I'm referring to here is the popular topic, female genital mutilation. There are quite a number of young women walking the streets that have no idea what had been done to them. Parents may argue that it was done out of love, but then when the children get to find out, how do they react? How do they love their parents? In respective of what the seemingly hurt has been done against them, Melanie, what would be your views on this? You know, you know that hurt actually varies and it's in degrees. And until you put it in perspective, sometimes you don't quite understand it. And coming from a society we are where we try to shy away from some conversations, e.g., the right of a woman to sexual pleasure. Mm -hmm. So when a woman comes to say, "Oh, I was caught," is the reason these things happened to me. Maybe even it's it, it's even in the confines of marriage, and she finds she's not able to, you know, climax. She's not able mm -hmm. to enjoy sexual relations some women run away from their husbands some are known to shout oh death has come every time the husband knocks to say hey sugar honey <laughs> you know yes yeah, and they don't enjoy it. absolutely and so you look at this hurt and some people have sued their parents really oh yes as oh. oh yes some, some, some daughters later went ahead to say, you know what, I'm just going to sue you. You did this African, to me. Nigerian. African Nigerians, yes. <laughs> you know, I had a case like that when I was working on a documentary I did on female genital mutilation last year. Yeah. And it's so interesting to note that the hurt is um, something you can't measure. And I think it's the aspect where you just have to let go. Now, it comes mm. to forgiveness again on the part mm. of the child, yeah. understanding the motive with behind. We, behind them doing it. So indeed if they say, well, we love you is why we're doing it. I think you should believe them. How be it that love is twisted? Mm -hmm. Because it's from the fear that if we do not mutilate this child, she's going to become promiscuous. Oh, 
and then there's another myth Meanwhile, that it's the other way around, the other way around. we should empower the girl child by ensuring that she's whole by ensuring that she's not mutilated when i found out my mom apologized to me you know last year you know oh, yes last year i didn't know i've been married five years you can imagine i had two deliveries you can imagine but it helped me my husband asked me and said okay so now that you know i mean how do you feel and i'm like i think it just makes sense it helps me you know tie things together i can have answers to why sometimes i'm like leave me you know and of course why the experience is not like my friends had told me it would be all right but what my mom would quickly add was oh they said we shouldn't do this again. Joma Binu Okomi. And it was quite understandable. Now she understands. At that time, she might have understood, but the society might also have prevailed, e.g. Yaoko, the Yaoko <laughs> factor. You know, the mother-in-law yes, factor. And you know, we live in a patriarchal society where a lot of things are actually, decisions are taken on your behalf. But it is safe for me to add here, before I drop this, to say that, indeed, you know, these things have been done in the past. And we children, you know, as many of us that choose to forgive, but female genital mutilation actually has no known health benefit to the woman. Therefore, this act, this culture, this practice should be disabled. And of course... I mean, it's a, it's a great way to say Saturday is Zero Tolerance Day against female genital mutilation. And there's a lot, whole lot going on. Thank you very much. That was quite insightful. Um, so to wrap up for today, again, our core message to everyone is whether as parents to children or as children to parents, as siblings, wherever you find yourself in your community, always remember that your primary purpose is to mend walls as much as possible and create safe communities for people around you. So we'll come your way again. Stay safe. COVID is still very real. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Kota R. If you have feedback, comments, questions, or any other topics you'd like us to discuss, please call 0700-123-5010 or send a text to 0701 050 9771.